Welcome to Droughtland. Chapter 1 Pastries and Diesel Welcome to Droughtland, everybody. Thank you for joining us for session one of Arc 1 of Droughtland. Let's go ahead and get started by introducing everybody. We can go around the room starting with the prettiest person here. My name is Muskrat and I'm your DM slash narrator. Uh, I am God and if you anger me, I shall smite you. But also, I hope everyone has fun. So, uh, yeah, who wants to start? Hi, I am Josh. He, him. Uh, Twitch.tv slash UsefulIdiot37. Oh! Somebody did their homework. Oh, 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 oh. All right. My name is Caleb, and I'm going to be playing Bajatar Wheel, a, uh, a miner who's obsessed with only one thing, and that is fine pastries. Um... And you can find me on YouTube at Caleb's Spicy Videos. I went ahead and uploaded a bunch of bullshit for my latest vacation, nice. including me finding a Cardi B-themed th uh, burger in the middle of North Carolina. Nice. So I don't know if that's what they were going for, but that's what I saw in it. So here we go. How did it taste? Um, I had the fish tacos. <laughs> <laughs> and they were great. I also had something called Cosmic Fries. I don't want to say too much, but they were like if somebody described poutine over the phone. All right, so next. <laughs> to your left, we have... Oh, and do... Uh, sorry, go ahead and throw out character names as well. He reminded me of that. Great. Hi. I'm throwing it back to Josh for a second. Evan Brewer. And uh, thank you, Evan Brewer. <laughs> um, and so I'm Jacqueline, or Jack, or Jackie, but probably Jack around here <laughs> with these folks. And uh, pronouns she, her. And um, I have a TikTok, because all the cool kids have one. Um, and it's at the introvert speaks. Don't expect to see anything on there except me being very serious about many things because apparently I care too much about everything is what I've been accused of. Sentence um, diagramming. Sentence diagramming. Yes, absolutely. And um, for Droughtland Pod, I will be playing Lavender Cooper, co-owner of the Gemini Bar and Brothel, and I run the brothel side. Ooh, so who yes. runs the other side? Well, I do. My name is uh, Elizabeth Rice in real life, uh, Elizabeth Muskrat. Um, but I am playing Coriander Cooper, the bar runner side of the Gemini B&B. Me as a person, I have she, her pronouns, and I don't really do social media. And I'm not going to tell you to friend me on Facebook. Don't you have a foot thing? I do. <laughs> And my Instagram is Liz doing stuff at Instagram. And it's all feet. It is just, it is my feet. Uh, I'm Dave. I am uh, playing Ruben Isaacs, a uh, uh, pilot in this desert area. I'm a he, him kind of fella. 
character's kind of split between flying and when he's in town, staying at the brothel and saloon run by Coriander and Lavender. So that's who I am. Otherwise known as the Cooper sisters, I believe. The Cooper girls. Cooper Cooper twins. Cooper twins. Twins, Yeah. yeah. Nice. All right, well, without further ado, everybody ready to get into it? Heck yeah! The most undeniable aspect of Baggerholt Mine is easily the stench. The smell of diesel, charcoal, and oxidized chemicals permeates the senses for miles around, stretching out into the ocean of sand around it before eventually, finally, definitively dissipating into the wind. The smell cuts through the unceasing rap and rhythm of machinery devoid of rest, oblivious of the clock or even the concept of time. Dominating the senses even through the intolerable heat of a sun-baked desert devoid of vegetation and moisture. The singular surface level of Backerhold Mine could easily be considered many levels in and of itself. If the mind-boggling standard of height, or depth depending on how you see it, had not been established so unattainably so many decades ago, the winding and climbing streets of the surface would be considered impressive in their own right. Built into the side of a naturally occurring sinkhole of sand, where stability itself is an achievement, each shop and shack sporting sold goods holds itself up against the slow but undeniable ripple of time. Time which once shaped the very hole in the ground which these shops have settled themselves against. As it stands, the impressive development of shacks and towers which forms the surface level barely rates notice as it straddles a chasm of such sheer and pitch blackness that it could easily be thought poised to swallow everything and anything around it, finally fulfilling a millennia-old task planned but half-executed by the very earth itself. The bustling life on the surface level of Backerholt Mine operates very much like any other town across the wasteland, except with the economic advantage of exportation and visitation turnover like no other location outside of the central cities. Monolithic above the generally stone and sheet metal shacks that comprise the Union Town, the headquarters of the Central Cities Controlled Backerholt Mining Co. sits near one edge of the chasm, steel and titanium construction dwarfing the structural integrity of everything around it, save the company's adjacent storage silo, and more importantly, the mirroring structure known simply as HOME. An acronym clearly deemed clever by someone at some point, but the meaning of which was as forgotten as the building's original intentions. Now serving as a greenhouse, slaughterhouse, market, community center, and most importantly, water storage. Stretching from the corners of each of these opposing buildings and wrapping itself around the perimeter of the town like a skeletal embrace, a wall of stone and steel and spotted with watchtowers sporting turrets, guards, and providing vital protection from the cruel dangers of the open desert. Ruben, where are you starting your day out? It's about 
9.30 in the morning. So you've woken up already. You've probably been up for a minute. But most importantly, uh, what is bringing you to the lift on this day? What business is bringing you to the big, massive elevator in the center of the chasm? Where is the uh, uh, administrative office for the mine? The administrative compare? office stuff is mostly on the first level. Uh, so the administrative stuff, depending on where you're wanting to go, the union office for the union workers is going to be in the small town. Okay. Uh, what and you would find on the second level, you'd find medical offices, you'd find some blacksmiths, some more tradesmen, you'd find some much cheaper accommodations where like people will buy bunks that are literally carved out. I know where I'm going. I have a sextant that has broken on the flight in yesterday. Okay. So I'm taking that down to the smithy to yes. uh, see if they can fix the uh, break. Cool. What's that smithy's name? Because uh, there's a smithy on the surface, so you're going down to see someone you've used before. You probably prefer him for some reason, or her for some reason, or them. Potentially. Let me see. Uh, is there anybody down there named Friendly by any chance? There might be, actually. So, how long have you known Friendly? Because he is he's kind of a character, for sure. He does tend to be around uh, the bars and things like that. You probably met him drinking. If I, I have no doubt that the only place that I stay in town is at a bar, uh, you know. So, I, I know probably most of the denizens of, of the locals. So, I would be willing to bet that I've probably have known him since I've been working in the, out of this space. Okay. The Cooper Twins. What brings you to the lift today at 10 a.m.? Well... Especially considering... It's both of you, which means someone else in your employee is running the, the uh, brothel and the bar currently, while you two have <clears throat> some very important business of, of some nature or another. Well, here's the thing. Harold Crip, owner of the other bar? It's called Buckin' Harold. Can't you have a more creative name? It's a little on the nose. Well, here's the thing. He's been sending his employees over to our place and uh, having them like drop his name everywhere as the better place to be. He is interfering to poach with our business and we just need to see what sort of things uh, we can do because we have warned him, we've talked to him, we've told off his, that those employees that he's sending over and yet he keeps insisting on doing it and it's gotten to the point where this is harassment. And uh, we need to speak to someone about it. So you've probably talked to your union representatives because they're all on the surface, which means you're probably going down to the lift to get a little bit of a more seedy uh, solution to this problem. Which one of you do you think is more familiar with the actual depths of the mind? Where it, it's, it, it, the whole place is a worker's town, but it's especially more of like, a workers camp the darker and deeper you get into the mine it's it's gonna go i'd say probably me because she she takes care of the ladies upstairs she doesn't need to go do dirty things <laughs> not those kind of dirty things not those kind of dirty things evan what brings you to the left at 10 a.m this morning well it's just part of my normal routine you see uh i have to make sure that everyone gets the parts and parcels that they uh are needing to have as it's a very important job to keep communication with one another and times such as these. How many letters do you think you have for people in the mind Because a lot of them would probably be delivered on the surface, so this is probably the end of your route. It's, it's a little hard to give the exact number. I'd say probably about a quarter of my pouch is filled. So a decent amount still. Yes. And also, it's always good to see what the, the good folk down there are going through, so that way I can make sure that uh, things are dealt with appropriately as a representative of my 
union, I want to make sure that everyone is taken care of. So as you are making your way down the sort of switchback cut roads that are carved into the side of like the sand sinkhole, and that allows for the shacks to be sort of scattered about different levels, but it's all still considered one level. Uh, as you walk down these paths, Evan, or these roads, you, you cross somebody you've seen here and there before, but probably not um, interacted with past life, maybe giving them parcels or whatever. Uh, this larger gentleman, and he immediately hands you a pastry. You'll love this. It's uh, something that a Calvec warrior gave me called jackfruit. It's a jackfruit scone. Try it. You'll love it. It's delicious. Hit me up. My name's Baja. All right, I cook down at the sister's place. You've heard of it, right? The sister's, the twins? Well, yeah. The sorry, Coopers? I, I, yeah. All right, cool. I'm there quite Come consistent. See. I don't cool. think I've... I'm new. Seen... I'm new. You're new. Try the pastry. Try it. Are you part of the... Collective, or I mean, actually, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Um, there are a lot of people walking by in the streets. Like, I have to keep. I have to get going. I have an appointment. So the lift operates every two hours, roughly, and it goes all you know, surface level all the way down to the bottom, and then back up. As you all gather there, do you think any of you guys, other than having been to the Cooper's establishment? You think any of you guys know each other from? I uh, I'm a minor slash part time pastry cook using their kitchen. And I have meetings in the bar. Yeah. So uh, as you guys approach, there's a small commotion uh, on the side of the street. It's this is an, an area closer to the pier or dock, whatever you want to call it, that reaches out and 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 is what you actually have to to go down to get onto the lift. And it's, it's this big, massive structure built with wood into the side of the chasm. And then the top layer has been, uh, has had earth put across it. And down this big, massive pier, there's little small shacks here and there. Like these aren't the places you go to get a lot of work done. These are kind of where the like kids hang out that sell stuff. They're like, why are kids even here? It's a mine, you should be not here, but you know, child labor is a thing that you have to kind of have a society to stop, and the society isn't fully functional. So there's definitely like some young kids that are selling shit that they probably stole or made. There's some small, like some people that go out in the, in the desert maybe for weeks at a time, and hunt and fish and bring back. Uh, there's sort of a sliding scale for food on how fouled it is. So some of it may be edible, some of it might be more useful creating tinctures or, or chemicals or concoctions, things like that. And you guys see this fairly large gentleman, multiple layered coat on, he's got a nice frilly, like not fully frilly collar, but like he looks a little bit nice. He looks like he's probably got a little bit of money. And he's chatting with this merchant who is yelling and kind of irate and he's got like four or five fish in his hand. Uh, you immediately recognize your friend, Friendly, or uh, Associate Friendly, shall we say. Yes. And he seems to be kind of haughtily engaged in this bartering with this fisherman shack owner. Okay, so Friendly is not the fisherman. the frilly okay. one. Friendly Correct. with the frills. Fr friendly with the nut. Friendly, I, friendly. I want to walk back the frills, because I feel like you guys are going to focus on the frills. So I'm going to walk back the frills, but we are going to say, like, he's got a nicer jacket on. He's got he's, he's got a layered outfit. Does it, like, you know, you said it was kind of like it was friend. fashionable. It was Western, Simile, so can I assume, like, rhinestone cowboy? Frilly, friendly. I'm going to say, uh, somebody want to roll me a D4 to see how many bedazzles are on his pants? Two. Two. I got two as well. Four. Uh, so two and two makes four. We're going to stick with two. <laughs> so uh, this is the guy that you're going to see, but obviously he doesn't have his stuff here. 
Great. Well, I'm just going to stand near and listen to the listen to the argument, see what's going on. Okay, sure. He's yelling in uh, Old Northern, which is one of the many dialects of human. Sorry, do you speak Old Northern? I don't know that I've got any languages listed. So he's yelling. It's a very kind of fast ratchet-tat language. Um, I believe I have to double-check. I might edit myself over on this, but I believe that Old Northern is the Islander language. Um, so it's sort of... No, no? Islander is its own. Oh, Islander is its own language. Okay, so they're yelling in Islander. It's a very kind of fast language that uh, originated by yelling from one boat to another a lot. And so there's like a lot of kind of shorthand and they're clearly going at him. You don't know what the specifics of what is being said, but after a minute, Friendly wraps it up. He, he pulls out what seems to be way more than the fish is worth and throws it to the guy and then walks away. And he's got four, uh, I would say probably fairly edible fish under his arm. Uh, he's got a big old smile on his face. He pulls out a flask and downs it. And then he, he sees you and goes, Oh, Ruben, it's so good to see you, friend. What brings you down here? Well, friendly, I was coming to have you do some work for me on a section that broke while I was flying in yesterday, but seemed to be in a bit of a fight. You okay? Oh, yes. He just didn't want me to pay him what these fish are worth, you understand? See, he was trying to ask for only four ounces, and I told him he needed to charge at least 16 for these fish. Have you seen how good these fish are compared to the other shit that's being sold? Well, I don't necessarily take a look at fish uh, inland like we are now. You really should eat more um, fish. It's good for your diet. See, I figure I'm probably just fine on beans, but that's just me. Oh, that's that smell. <laughs> that oh my goodness, no wonder you are friendly. Overly aggressively hits your shoulder. It's like, well, you can see I'm in my uh, my shopping outfit, but if you want to follow me down, we can we can go take a look at your sextant. I've I've got. You know, my, uh, uh... Apprentice? Apprentice, yeah, that's what they call him. I've got that apprentice working down there. He's kind of a dipshit, though. He doesn't really know what he's doing. But I don't have anybody on the roster I care about today, so we'll take you down, I'll take care of you, and, uh, we'll let him do his shit, okay? That works for me. Thank you, friendly. Cooper Sisters, as you're approaching the lift, you see the postman, who has already made his rounds, and you guys, you know each other from some back room business, right? So the three of you approach the lift and, and this gentleman starts handing out pastries to everyone. Oh, you guys, you guys want a pastry? What you got today, Bob? I've got apple tarts. Does it taste good? I've got pear tarts. And I've got... Why do you, you, see, why do you yes. roll the first official like task of the game? Oh, God. Here we go. For the jackfruit pastries. For the jackfruit pastries. Okay, is your, cool. What's your applicable skill? Is it baking? I've got... Uh, where did it go? Uh, craft, craft baking. Craft yeah. baking. Okay. So it would be an intelligence roll. Which is a D10, correct? Well, it's always a D10, unless it's a damage or... Unless if it's not. Yeah. Unless it's not, but like 90% will. All right, so that's eight plus four. Eight plus your intelligence and your skill. Oh, so that's 14. 14. That's a good-ass pastry. That's a pretty damn good pastry. I tell you, I'm good at what I do. So you're rolling against a nine. You're rolling against a nine, and every odd number above that is an additional success level. So you've got nine, 11, 13. Right, you said you rolled 14? Yeah. 14, yeah. Yeah, so that would be two success levels above. That's a pretty damn good pastry. I, who knew that the jackfruit would actually work in a scone? I'm going to say that's one a of the good jack- enough savory pastry. Savory scone? You think that these pastries would probably be good at your meetings if this guy was around. Mm. Plus, you guys know him, right? Because he's baking. Right, yeah, I mean, right? he's in our kitchen. I use that. I cook in their kitchen almost exclusively, so except for the time. And I wanted to apologize, and I have something to confess to you, and I don't want you to freak out. I'm sorry, what? Last week, 
I was kidnapped, and I was forced to cook pastries for Harold. Harold's boys took you? Yeah, and just to to let you know, uh, they were not very good pastries. I got a three. (laughs) They were good. They were like, what, that comes up to a seven. They were good. They were, but they weren't my best work. I don't don't give my best work to anybody, y'all. That's all right if it was a kidnapping. We're on our way down to talk to Boston now. Fucking... Harold, that fucking, fucking hate piece Harold. of shit, fucking scab. And he gave me this, and I, I put up, pull up my my sh- my uh, my belly, and he's like giving me like a wallop, and that's because I wouldn't come back. You know, I think it's about time that someone should do something about right, this. Right. That's what I was thinking. Right. You like another right. 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 bit of first aid cream on his welt because I've got. Oh, okay, that's right. What about you over there in the back, sir? And I just like wing a pear flavored tart at him. side of the chasm and cemented with the lives of hundreds of unremembered laborers, the lift reaches its feeble, skeletal hand over the very center of the abyss, dangling a marionette puppet of a platform from its steel and titanium appendages. This huge 70-foot platform performs its singular task, rise up, drop down, rise up, drop down, six times a day, carrying workers, materials, and minerals. Unbiased on race or employment, the aged and weathered platform has served the company and contracted miners alike for over 50 years. It could probably use some upkeep, but then if you're too scared to use it, you can always climb the thousands upon thousands of steps which make up either of the corkscrew staircases penetrating deeply into the supple earth. What's your name? Baja. 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 What about the lift operator stands out as especially concerning today as he pushes through the assembled passengers? He doesn't like pastries. He didn't take your He didn't take any of the pastries, did he? Well, I think his ass looks drunk. Oh, can we smell the liquor from here? Buddy, I... Let's... Why don't you take a perception? Why don't you make a perception? Oh, that makes what smell. I got a 10. Oh, okay. So you've rolled the first, like, uh, crit or whatever. So I have to roll again to confirm, so roll again. right? Yeah, you're charging your dice. Everybody make a low, like... Failed. No. What'd you get? Two. Two. Okay. So then it's under a five. It's just a 10. Just a but 10. But you still got a 10 on your roll. So 10 plus your perception. Okay. Whatever your perception is. Is a two. Not Do great. Do you have acute uh, senses smelling, perchance? I mean, as a baker... I feel like I would be able to tell when the bread is about to Do you start have a cute sense of smelling on your qualities? I don't. Then no. fuck right off with that. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, with it, that, that's but a, yeah, that like I feel like I can, can smell the booze. I can smell like the booze. I, I want to approach him. Yeah. Um, and I want to go ahead and offer him one of the blueberry scones. I don't really, <laughs> buddy, I don't buddy, really particularly buddy, care for scones. Buddy, I'm gonna tell you. When I first got here, I got way too drunk in the mine. I fell asleep using my pick acts as a pill- pillow it is not a good look here man these these blueberry pastries are wow just have to keep rolling got another ten. hold up i got another ten. all right but hold up i just rolled two tins in a row for these blueberry scones these are the best blueberry scones oh, i've right, ever made right. in my you life do it yeah again, you roll another so you continue i continue okay yeah. 
All right, cool. And I got a seven. And actually, these are the best these are the best blueberry scones I've ever made in my life, my friend. And this reminds me. Why that the I hell did you give me the jackfruit of the blueberries so good? I don't know you. But you you I'm saving our lives you know, right now with know, the best yeah. scones I've ever made. What was your uh, What was your total roll? You got the ten. I got a ten, a ten, and then a seven. Basically, everyone is going to start out with a single poker chip. Anytime you roll a twenty, you get another one. If you roll a 25, you get another one. You roll a 30, you get an etc. For every five above. You just earned three with that roll of a 33. Okay. Then a chips may be turned in for three, currently three options. These may change a little as we play and, and test them out. Number one is you can re-roll a task or test as long as the roll is not a natural one. Two is absorb or ignore 10 HP worth of damage from any source. So you can take that off the top of an attack, or if it's just, if it's 10 or below, you can just totally ignore that damage. And then the last one is add 1d6 damage to a confirmed hit before the multipliers. So we'll go ahead and give everyone one to start out with, and then we will go ahead and give Caleb a bunch more. Uh, Baja gets a, just a bunch for yeah, being just so the best damn scone cook. Is you can spend them on another player, but it's a two for one. Great. Do we, do we say the guy's name? Friendly. The, the drunk. The drunk. Uh, he's just the operator. I'm going to say his name is Ricky. Ricky. So I just, uh, I don't really particularly care for scones. Well, I need everyone to Ricky, back up. I've got to Ricky, get my little... Um, you know me. Uh, I think, I, I, I think yes, it, it's Evan. I I, uh, I, had, I delivered your stuff. I think you should uh, listen to this man because his scones are quite, even though you may not have liked previous scones, this is a persuasion. I'm really, check, okay, you're going to make a persuasion check for this is a This is so wonderfully delightful. So 17. Yeah, you easily succeed. You know me and you know I do right by everybody. And I'm telling you right now, this scone will make you feel a whole hell of a lot better and make this day go a hell of a lot hell easier for you. You do look a little rough, sir. A little rough. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll eat your scone. Back off. Let me step inside my booth here. Hey, that sounds fair. I, All right. I just want to, I want to see you try it. I want to see the joy I, in your eyes. I will lose my job if I am late on this lift, so I'm going to need you all to step back. And he does take the scone from you, and he just... <laughs> Right there. Do I see the and joy? He washes it down with like a solid flask head. Like a nice. good solid one. And nice. I, I approve of this. Fumes of that. So he climbs in. As the lift rises to the top level of Backer Hold Mine and is made flush with the walkway and the dock where you're all standing and waiting, the operators shift over. You guys have a quick conversation with the obviously drunk operator where he eats one of your delicious scones to help sober himself up a little bit. And as the platform is filling up with miners starting their day, starting their shift, some uh, maybe blacksmiths who work on the lower levels but live up here, and, and a predominant, uh, a large uh, group of shift workers who work for the back of old mining co as diesel miners. So they work the pipes and the machines and don't carry their pickaxes to work that kind of a deal. It's about to take off. Uh, Gentlemen, I just want to just take everybody's attention to, to say that even though I don't have enough for all of you, eventually I will. Again, uh, I'm the, the resident baker at the Cooper's place. I'm just trying to save up enough money. Anybody want to partake? Just come to the Gemini. Do not fucking go to Harold's. Hey, any pastries you've got oh, of mine Harold. at Harold's were cooked under duress, and I want to apologize for their low quality, because when I rolled my quality for them, I got a four. <laughs> Everybody give me a perception roll. Acute sight, if you have it. Actually, that's... Acute hearing. Acute hearing wouldn't matter at this point. 
11. Rolling with a 6. 16. Would situational awareness apply to this? Yes. Anybody get below a 9? I did. You got below a 9? I got a 6, yeah. I think what it is is I'm trying to talk somebody else into another one. Yeah, you got to try this. This is the best scone I've ever made. Come on down to the, the Cooper's. The rest of you guys check it out. as he's hawking his scones, that right as the lift is about to take off, a uh, small group of Backerholt Mining Co. security officers who are like rushing down the dock. There's two of them that are carrying a chest between them, and then there's a small handful of them, and clearly one you know, commanding officer, and they're rushing up. And you notice that there's a couple of Minutemen with them too. So to refresh everyone's mem- memories of the Minutemen, those are the union security officers, so they protect the town and the, the in, any sort of security that isn't covered by the Backerholt Mining Co., which is pretty much all of it, because they really only protect their equipment and their direct monetary investments. So for them to be working together, or like, like they're not at odds, but they don't tend to do joint stuff a lot of the time. They tend to cover. a big deal. Yeah, it's probably a big deal. I wonder what the hell those boys are doing with that scum. They, they rush, rush towards they, the yeah, lift. Yeah, they rush onto the lift. They all pile on just in time as it's like probably the last one jumps on as it's about to, as it starts lowering down. So it's a real long ride to even the next level. It's Did they yeah. jump down with the chest onto the lift? I mean, they didn't like jump onto it. It was just, you know, very dramatic sort of. They kind of came on. Yeah, they kind of came on. on, Yeah. So are are they the only ones who got on the lift? The lift is full of people. Okay. So it's not just. The guys are on it. The miners are on it. They were the last ones on. Yeah. I would like to have asked a question necessarily before we got on the elevator. Uh, the lift. Is it typical? I don't. I don't ride this lift a lot. Is it typical to have the dude drunker in hell when he's operating this thing? Yeah, Frankly, that's looks at you and he's like, "Oh yeah, what are you worried about, man? These guys, they all they do is pull a lever down or up. They don't really do." Much. Hey man, I, I get drunk and I got problems flying, so I always want to make sure he's oh, not going to fly. It's much more difficult. That's why they uh, keep you in the sky and they hire this guy to run this thing. Oh, well, hell with it. Can I have one of them blueberry scones? Yeah, of course. Kind of, I kind of gently underarm toss it like a softball pitch. So let's say you guys have. Can I scoot on like closer to the officers? See what's in the box. The the chest is definitely closed and bolted, so there's no way to tell what's in there. And they're just standing. They're not really like talking. You could try maybe overhear the minutemen with a perception if you want. I have acute hearing. And I have smooth talking. So could I try to like? In a guy, yeah, you don't you don't make out anything. I mean, you could hear them chatting, but whoever you do hear, they're not discussing anything important. If you wanted to try yeah. and talk to someone, so there are several officers that are just like the basic guards. They wear full um, helmets that cover their face and like some body armor. And then there's the one that's obviously in charge. He doesn't have a helmet. His body armor is a little bit nicer. His weapon's probably a little bit nicer. Uh, do you want to talk where, to him? Where are the stab points? Because I'm trying to figure out where I. See stab him. Uh, he doesn't have a helmet, so you'd be pretty much good anywhere above the neck. Okay. It's only the guys with the full helmets that are the Portland cops. It's, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and, like, I've probably, like, seen them around town, right? You know, yeah, I mean, they're the that, standard so. security officers. Yeah. They, they just generally stay around the company stuff. Right, right. So, Although, yeah. that said, when they're not in their uniform, they definitely frequent the brothels. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I'll go up to them. So, I mean, uh, you know, I would say you probably would know the security officer chief. Uh, what's what's his name? Friedrich. Friedrich? Oh, you're on a first name basis. Talks really annoyingly, then, like, probably a little bit like this. Mm-hmm. He's kind of just intolerable, and he's a little bit smart, but like he wants you to know that you're smart. That he's smart. As so soon as he starts talking, I walk back over to Baja. 
his tweets. Okay. <laughs> what uh, What do you want to say to Friedrich? Yeah, like we weren't planning on coming down here either, but you know, sometimes situations come up that you just got, I want to commiserate. Yes, I do assume that, that your business wouldn't bring you down to the lower levels very often. I'll be honest, mine doesn't really either, but this is important. Did you have something that you needed to talk about? No, I'm just like saying, you know, that I understand that these things come up. I mean, honestly, the last thing that I expected was to see you guys. But I mean, I know that it must be such important business for you, such like a stately man to be like having business down here. He definitely like softens a little as you call him a stately man. But he's still kind of all business. You want to go ahead and give me a smooth talking role? Yeah. Uh, in this I case. Have, oh, by the way, I have this at a skill level three. So it would be a three plus your uh, intelligence. In this case, since you're trying to kind of outsmart him. So six. Friedrich easily kind of shakes you off. He's all business right now. No, he's probably a regular customer and most days he would be fine with chatting you up but he's not today so that in and of itself is probably a pretty big clue platform approaches its first stop, the top level of Backbone Mine, only a measly 600 feet into the earth. As the pier-like wooden dock reaching out to meet the lift rises up beneath you, the diesel miners begin to gather near the edge of the moving platform, preparing to disembark and begin their lengthy day maintaining the miles of piping which run through the very center of the earth, pumping the thick black crude oil back up to the surface to be processed and exported. As the contracted workers step forward, the mineral and iridium miners stand aside, allowing their associates the room. Are any of you getting off at this level? They're going to Friendly's place, which yeah. is first level. So Friendly isn't the kind of guy that would, he'd wait his turn. He's gonna let all the day workers go first, I would say. I'm following him. So you just stick with him. Is, uh, are you guys getting off at this level? Anybody else? Should I make a roll to see if I have parcels and packages that are going on this level? You would for sure, because the, it gets it's more sparsely populated as you go down. Yeah. So I would make the most sense that you would just go from the top down. But if for some reason your um, personal views make your route down to the bottom and back up, yeah, I could buy that, but I would say it would make sense. That's all about efficiency. So. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are getting off here, or are you wanting to go farther down? I thought we were one going more down. You guys down. are going one more down. Yeah. And I, I figure I have to go down because it's all it's not too far away from For my sure. life. For sure. The, the contracted workers uh, work the higher levels. The independent workers like you that are mining for minerals, they stay on the lift for a while. Ways. Yeah. Without warning, a deafening crack echoes up from the depths of the abyss below you, stunning everyone with its intensity. A pregnant silence follows for half a second as the passengers of the lift and the people on the dock exchange worried, deeply confused glances. Suddenly, the thunderous crack is rendered a distant memory as the lift, the dock, and the very earth shudders once, twice, then again, this time without stopping. 
The lift lurches and drops a dozen feet, sliding right past the dock where only a handful of workers had made it off. Catching itself on the powerful cables holding it firmly in place, the lift stops with a sickening jolt, knocking everyone on it off their feet. A cable snaps. One of the edges of the lift drops below the rest and everything begins to slide. First and foremost, the diesel miners nearest the edge. The sound of her scream pierces deeply into the pit of all of your stomachs as the first miner loses her grip and slides off the edge of the platform. Catherine, no! Her flailing body disappearing into the blackness long before her scream is suddenly silenced. Swearing erupts across the platform as the reality of the situation is made clear to everyone aboard. Players, I need everyone to make a dexterity test and a willpower test. And that'll do it for this episode. We roll right on into chapter two, which is already up. So once again, thanks for joining and just keep on listening.